join me in appreciating our, our volunteers here and uh, here and there and there and there and then the behind the scenes. This is a team effort, just all of our staff and our volunteers, and just thank you. If you want to get involved, just you can talk to me or Abigail or Pastor Elijah, Pastor Frank. You can contact us via the website if you want to be a part of the team, one of the, any one of the teams. This is a, a, just a team effort, and I'm just honored to be part. It's Canada Day that we're celebrating today here as a, as a church. Uh, just, it's our opportunity, and now many of you got into it. Good on you. And I just want to offer a prayer for our country and so would you pray with me as we pray for Canada now? Are we all done unplugging? Okay, good. Here we go. Let's pray. <laughs> our God, we thank you for this country in which we live, a country in which our forefathers said that you will have dominion from sea to sea. And we at New Life Community Church proclaim that you are the king. We pray that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for our country, Lord, for many hurting people in our country, hurting for many different reasons. And we pray that they would find the hope and the help and the healing that's found in Jesus, that they would hear the good news. And we pray that any here tonight, Lord, that need to hear that good news, that they would hear it. We pray, O oh Lord, for pastors in prison in Canada right now. And we pray that that would stop and you would free these men, let them out, let them serve you faithfully, Lord. We pray that we could just worship and serve you without fear of reprisal. Thank you, Lord, for this country and for this opportunity to, to worship together here. Just guide us as we continue in this service. And Pastor Frank, as he brings the message now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Before Pastor Frank comes, I'm just going to read the scripture from Luke chapter 14. It's in your thing if you want to follow along or you can just listen. I don't know if you've ever had an invitation to a great banquet or a great party or a great festivity. Uh, my wife and I got invited to a great wedding this last weekend. It was an awesome party. And so uh, sometimes great invitations come. Well, Jesus tells a story about a great invitation in Luke chapter 14. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with a story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married. So I can't come. Obviously, he was busy. <laughs> the servant returned, told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Well, good evening. And thank you for attending our midweek summer outdoor series. We're calling Everyone Likes Good News. Has Abigail already handed out the prizes for Best Canada Day? 
because I came out with my best candidate jersey. Abigail, do I win? Because I'm going to sweat like a pig in this, I think. I already feel the sweat dripping down my back. I trust all of you got a hot dog or two and something to drink. Now, after the service, the Jumpy Castle will be back up and ready to use. We'll be serving more coffee and more water and drinks. The children are downstairs doing their thing right now. So let's, let's get settled down ourselves and get ready to hear some good news because everyone likes good news. Whether it's a tax refund, a rebate on car insurance, a loved one coming to visit, probably not a mother-in-law, a cleared medical test, or in our case, hearing you're about to become grandparents for the very first time. We got that good news at Christmas this year, and our grandbaby will be here in less than a month's time. Now that's good news. Well, don't clap. I didn't do anything. Everyone likes good news. It doesn't matter how old or young you are, man, woman, or child. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have in the bank. It doesn't matter whether you're healthy or unwell. It doesn't matter where you're born or where you grew up. Everyone likes good news. And, so, and this summer, we're going to hear about eight different people who had encounters with Jesus, and through each encounter heard good news. Sometimes the good news was directly for them. Other times, it was for other people. But, but Jesus, he had a habit of spreading good news because spreading good news is fun. Some other good news occurred at Christmas this past year. It had nothing to do with us. It had to do with a gentleman by the name of David Ramsey. Uh, he's a, a somewhat well-known financial guru in the Christian circles. He his company helps families out to learn how to budget and do their finances properly. And at Christmas time, he purchased $10 million of unpaid medical and car debt from two private debt collector agencies. He then forgave all of the debt, clearing the debt of 8,000 people across the country. He then gave his 950 employees the privilege of phoning these individuals at Christmas time to give them the good news. Their debt had been paid in full. Well, this evening, we're going to kick off our series with an encounter between a rich religious ruler and Jesus. Now, this ruler goes unnamed in the Bible, but the man, he's curious about, about this Jesus he's hearing so much about. He's hearing how Jesus is, is healing people, how Jesus is performing miracle after miracle, and some say that this Jesus is even casting out demons from people. So this religious ruler invites Jesus over for dinner, but, it, but it's not just any dinner. It's a banquet, and he's invited all his wealthy friends and colleagues to join them in meeting Jesus. Now, his, his wealthy guests, they were trying to pick places of honor at the table to, to flaunt how important they thought they were. But, but Jesus, he wasn't having any of it. 
They all wanted to sit at the end of the table, closest to their host and to their guest of honor, Jesus. They were scrambling and pushing and shoving one another like an odd game of musical chairs. And then Jesus turns to them as a parent might turn to a child, and he scolds them. He says, go. Go and recline at the last place. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. I know. I know. It kind of sounds like something you might read in a fortune cookie. I get it. But Jesus' point was this. You are not as important as you think you are. So us churchgoers, this is a tough thing for us to hear. Because you know what? Church isn't really about us. Church or, or Christianity, it's all about putting others ahead of ourselves meeting their needs before we meet our own. Jesus isn't finished. He turns, he turns to the host, and he has a, a few words for him as well. He says to the host, listen, when you have a luncheon or a dinner, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your, or your rich neighbors. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and then you will be blessed. Again, for some of us, this might be hard words to hear because we want nothing more than to sit with our friends. We want to sit with our family, eat with them, celebrate just with them. We want to put them first. But church, again, church, Christianity, is not about helping those whom we, are, whom we like or are related to. David Ramsey didn't buy up and forgive the debt of wealthy people. He did it to help people who were in need. And that's what Christianity is all about. That's what we are called to be about. That's what New Life Community Church wants to be all about. So this, this talk of Jesus, it prompted immediate grumbling by both the guest and the host they didn't have time for the needy. They only had time for themselves. The rich religious leader, like so many people, he, he didn't get what Jesus was saying. Based upon his earthly wealth and his earthly status, he proudly boasted. He boasted to Jesus how blessed, how blessed that he was and how confident he was that based on his wealth and his status that he would get to eat in the kingdom of God. And so Jesus, Scripture doesn't say this, but I think Jesus probably just shook his head in dismay. And, and in response, Jesus does what only Jesus does. He tells a story. He tells a parable. A parable is a, is a short story with a hidden meaning. And, and Jesus loved using parables. It made you think with people often not getting the point of the story till hours or days after first hearing it. And so this parable is referred to in the Bible as the parable of the great banquet. And Pastor Mike just read it for us a few moments ago. It's from the Gospel of Luke, and it's, it's, it's in your bulletins as well. Jesus uses this parable to teach a hidden meaning about the kingdom of God, about what is to come after life on earth is over. And in it, 
is some good news. And everyone likes to hear good news. A man, Jesus says, as he tells the parable, was holding a great banquet. And so he sent out a servant um, to those invited to tell them that the banquet was ready. The table set. But instead of being met with a, with a crowd of people hastily on their way to the dinner, the host is greeted with excuses. The first invited guest said he, he couldn't come because he, he just bought some land and he needed to go look at it. The second invited guest said he just purchased five oxen and he needed to try them out. And the third invited guest said he just got married and so he couldn't attend the dinner because, you know, he was busy. You know? He was busy. These are excuses. Nothing but excuses. Everyone invited had an excuse as to why they couldn't come to the dinner. And this infuriated the host, said Jesus in the parable. The host told his servant to forget the guest list. Throw it away. Toss it off. Go back to the streets. Go to the alleyways in town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And they all came. No one offered an excuse. The host then told his servant to, to go out into the roads and to the county lanes and invite them all in so that my house, he says, will be full. And the implication given is that they too all came. They filled up the house and they all ate at the great banquet. No excuses given. The host in the parable then utters this statement in verse 24. None of these people who were invited shall, shall taste of my dinner. He's speaking of the people on the original guest list. That because they didn't come, they do not get to eat of the dinner. Now the statement that prompted the parable from Jesus is key. Remember the rich religious leader he, he stated he was looking forward to dining in heaven because he thought and he believed what all religious people think and believe. That they were God's chosen people and they were assured a spot in heaven. So the parable Jesus tells is aimed at debunking that notion, which is not good news for the rich religious leader and others like him. Remember, parables are short stories with hidden meaning. And, and each part, each person of a parable often relates to something or someone in the real world. So in this instance, the host of the banquet is God. And the great banquet is heaven. So God in the parable was telling people who had already been invited, the religious people, to come and enjoy heaven. It was all prepared for them. The servant sent out by God is Jesus, who came to tell the world that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But Jesus was rejected like the servant in the parable. And in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, He, Jesus, came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The religious 
people rejected him. And he was rejected with some pretty flimsy excuses. Laughably bad excuses. No one buys land without first seeing it. No one. The, said, the same thing could be said for oxen. Who buys oxen that they don't know can do the job that you need them to perform? No one. And what exactly would keep a newlywed couple from attending a social event? The, the husband's going to want to show off his bride, won't he? And vice versa. In reality, all three excuses simply reveal insincerity on the parts of those who were invited. The interpretation is that the religious people of Jesus' day, they had no valid excuse for spurning Jesus' message. They just didn't want to go. Possessions and work and relationships were far more important to them than the invitation to the banquet, the invitation to heaven. And based upon the rejection of that invitation, they would not be able to taste of his dinner. In other words, if you reject my invitation, says God, you will not receive heaven. And that's not good news. But this summer series is all about good news. So enough about the bad news. Here's where the good news comes in. When God is spurned by the religious, he turns towards those who need him. People who have lots of possessions, they have great jobs, they earn great salaries, people who have strong relationship networks, they don't often feel a need for God in their lives. They don't feel a need for God's invitation for heaven. They believe that by giving money or by appearing good, you know, uh, not murdering anyone, that somehow they would automatically see heaven when their time on earth is done. But that is not the case. You don't get to the banquet. You do not get to heaven without first accepting the invitation. Let's go back to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, this time verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So, so God sends invitations out to everyone. To everyone. Those who have, those who have not, and anyone in between. Why? Because everyone needs God, even though we may not realize it. When the invitation is given, we are to receive it, not make excuses. You don't get to the banquet. You don't get to heaven without first accepting that invitation. And so the parable host wasn't satisfied with a partially full banquet hall. He wanted every place at that table to be filled. In the same way, God wants everyone to accept his invitation to heaven. In a book in the New Testament called 2 Peter, it says, God is not willing that anyone should die. In another book in the New Testament called the Book of Romans, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then back to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. I'm going to finish that verse. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. 
Don't miss this. Don't miss this next line. All they needed to do was to trust him to save them. Accepting the invitation is accepting salvation. We are being saved from a sinful world, a sinful life, a sinful existence, and we're given the free gift of eternity with God in heaven. And we will be at the great banquet if we accept that invitation. When our children were little, we went to Disney World, and my children, especially my daughter, wanted to go to a character breakfast. You know what those are? So she could meet all the Disney princesses, Cinderella and Belle and Sleeping Beauty, Ariel. I think secretly my son wanted to meet them as well, but that's a whole other story. And you know what? No matter how hard I tried, no matter how hard I worked at it, I tried to pay, I tried to bribe, I could not get my family into a character breakfast. So I had to give up. But on the second to last day, while we're standing in line for a very popular ride, a gentleman struck up a conversation with us. He asked us a lot of questions, you know, like who we were, where we're from, stuff, stuff like that. He wanted to know how we were enjoying Disney World so far. He then began to offer us some, some tips on some of the inside stuff at Disney World, things that ordinary tourists might not know. This guy, I think, had some sort of connection to Disney World, and, and he wanted us to have a great time. So he shared with us some of the secrets of Disney World. So I expressed to him my frustration about my lack of success in getting my family into a character breakfast, and, and boy, his face just lit right up. He couldn't get it out fast enough. He began to tell us about a character breakfast that was located at the top of Cinderella's castle in the center of Disney World. He told us there was a restaurant up there that not many people knew about and that they served a banquet fit for kings, queens, princesses, and princes. On top of that, he said, it was the only place that all the Disney princesses could be seen and met together at one time in the same place. He explained that it wasn't very easy to get into. He recognized that we had a need, and so he gave us an invitation, a literal invitation, with a number to call, and he told us to use his name. So when we got back to our hotel room, this was long before our cell phones, by the way, I called the number, and I was promptly told there was a huge waiting list, months long. We were only going to be there for another couple days. Well, I quickly mentioned the gentleman who told us all about the restaurant and that he had given us an invitation. She put me on hold, and when she came back on the line, she told us to be at the castle the next day at 11 a.m. with the invitation in hand. The man found out later he was one of the vice presidents of Disney World, who was always on the lookout for people who could use some help in his property. So we got into the banquet and the castle, not from anything that we did. We got into the banquet and the castle, not from anything that we knew. We got into the banquet and into the castle because of who we knew. 
We got into the banquet. We got into the castle because we accepted the invitation that was offered to us. And what a time we had. Even if we just got in by the skin of our teeth. It was the fitting way to end a glorious week of holidays. And we would never have known about this if someone hadn't told us and offered us an invitation. Well, we are here today to tell you about God's invitation. An invitation just for you. It's good news. It is good news. He wants you to taste of his dinner, to be with him in heaven. There's nothing you or I can do to earn our way there. We can't beg our way in. We can't bribe our way in. We can't work our way in. And we certainly won't get in if we keep offering up lame excuses and putting off accepting the invitation. The only way into heaven is based upon who you know, not what you know, and by accepting his invitation. It's all about knowing the right person, and that right person is Jesus Christ. It's all about accepting his free gift of eternity with God in heaven. It's all about believing in him and accepting his gift of salvation. It's, it's never too late to learn about it. And it's never too late to accept his invitation. So if you or, or if I want to make sure of our reservation in heaven, we must know Jesus Christ. And I don't mean know him in our heads. I mean know him in our hearts, in our souls. It means having a relationship with Jesus, to trust him, to talk to him, to ask him to forgive you for anything that you might have done that was out of bounds according to God's law. He promises you to forgive you. If you ask him to take control of your life, he will. Because maybe life isn't turning out to be what you hoped life would be all about. Maybe you have suffered some severe blows in your life and your life feels like it's spiraling out of control. Maybe things are happening in your life right now that you can't handle on your own. Not anymore. You've tried. Well, Jesus has made you a promise. And it's good news. Jesus said he would look after you. He will look after us if we ask him to. When we ask for forgiveness, when we give him control of our lives, he promises that right there and then you become a child of God. And your reservation for the great banquet has been made because of who you know and because you accepted his invitation. That means you will be saved. You will spend eternity with God, not eternity apart from God. And that, if you ask me, is good news. How many times, I wonder, have you offered excuses that would prevent you from accepting God's invitation. I tried counting up how many times I made that excuse through my life. I lost count around 40. 40 times that I can remember, I made excuses of why I should not accept God's invitation. How many excuses have you made? You'll do it when you're older. You'll do it when your children are grown up and you have more time. You'll do it when life slows down or when life gets less hectic. 
or when life is under control, like that's ever an option. Possessions, work, and relationships are poor excuses for turning down God's invitation. You are here today listening to these words because you accepted someone's invitation to show up for a barbecue, to experience some community, and to hear some great music and a short talk. Thank you for coming. Good for you. We are glad you accepted that invitation. But now, how about accepting God's invitation to eternity with him? No more excuses, okay? He is waiting right now for you. In the Gospel of John 14, it says, In my Father's house, this is Jesus talking, In my Father's house are many rooms, and I'm going there to prepare a place for you. The banquet is open to us. We know about it because we're sitting here listening to this. And how we respond will say a lot about us. The rich religious leader and all his invited guests either wanted places of honor or they were too busy to come. Neither are good reasons to attend a banquet. The good news, the good news is that salvation is open to everyone and anyone. Status does not matter. So if you would like to do this today, if you would like to accept God's invitation to make your reservation, as it were, we want to help you to do that. If you came because someone has invited you, they would love to help you as well. While David Ramsey paid off the financial debt of 8,000 people, Jesus Christ paid off the sin debt for all of creation. While a Disney World vice president invited my family to an earthly banquet in an earthly castle with earthly characters, Jesus Christ is inviting you to the heavenly banquet in a heavenly castle with some heavenly characters. He is offering you right now eternity in heaven. I'm going to invite the band to come back on stage right now. And they're going to be playing a closing song. And anytime during this song, if you would like prayer for anything, for, for a medical need, an emotional need, for a spiritual need, maybe you have some questions about what you just heard, maybe you want to accept God's invitation, then anytime during this closing song, I would invite you to come forward to, to my right of this stage. And, and there are going to be some people here, a number of people who would love to talk with you and to pray with you about whatever's on your mind. No dumb questions. Everything's open to negotiation. And they'll even help you accept God's invitation to heaven. No more excuses. No more excuses. Part of that. You may be seated. God is good. If you think God is good, honk your horn or clap your hands or do something. He really, really is. And I just encourage you, if you have a question or prayer, these folks are going to be here for a few minutes and love to pray with you. And please don't feel the need to run off. The jumpy castle is going to get reinflated right now. I hear there's some more fresh coffee, decaf if you want it. 
more water and drinks for you too. Just take some time and continue to visit with one another. That's what we want to happen here. And if you're here for the first time, we would love to meet you if we haven't already. Swing over to the white tent. That's our connection table. Abigail will be back there. Other people will be there. There's a gift bag that we want to give to you if you're here for the first time. Just as a thank you for coming. If you're a regular attender, or maybe you attend another church in the, in the area and you'd like to give back to God, you can head over to the connection table as well and, 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 and talk to Abigail and the team over there. Um, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday all through July and August, rain or shine. We'll have tents if we need them, but we're going to be here. Bring lawn chairs if you got them. Next week, the theme is Western Night. Bring your friends, invite your neighbors. And if you wonder what we do on Sundays in the summer, well, we have church at home. And if you would like to be a part of church at home, and you don't know what that is, Go to the connection table in the white tent. A lot of stuff's going to be happening over there in a few minutes. And if you're a regular tender here, just go online to our website. You can download and we'll continue to discuss what we talked about here tonight on Sunday in all our um, churches at home. Let me just pray a blessing and uh, we'll dismiss you, but please don't run off. Lots more to do and to drink and, and to just a fellowship. Father God, you are good. You are good now, you were good yesterday, and you will continue to be good tomorrow. I do pray for anyone here that has questions, that might not yet have received that invitation to the great banquet, the invitation to heaven. I ask you, God, that even now in the, in the, in the movement of their heart, that the Holy Spirit is tapping them on the shoulder, calling them, saying, come, come and get prayed for. Come and pray. Come and accept my invitation. Oh, God, you're so good. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you all. Go get some coffee. Go get some water. Thanks for coming out. See you next week.